hello, can you hear me? Yes, Rob Love, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm not recording yet, though, by the way. Oh, I am. Oh, well, shit. Um, let me get over to the recorder. Okay. Let me step, step into my studio. Yeah, step into the studio. Don't you love telling people, like, oh, yeah, my studio, and they... It makes you sound cool and professional. Like, that's what I do. I'm like, oh, yeah, my studio. Uh, meanwhile, it's a it's a garage that's been converted into a laundry room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar story here. Well, yeah, you, have to, you finally soundproofed the quarantine bunker, and that really helped them out. That was... <laughs> Okay, hang on. I'm hanging on bated breath. Yeah, yeah. Do that. <laughs> Not too long, though. <laughs> Wait, what? What? You said you're hanging on bated breath? Isn't that the, the phrase? Like, um... I think it's waiting. I think it's waiting on bated breath. Uh... I'm hitting record... I'm hitting record right now. Okay, hit record, and I'll look up the phrase about bated breath. Um, okay. Hanging on bated. Hanging on with bated breath. Hanging on with bated breath. Yeah. I thought it was waiting. Well, let's, let's see. That could be. It, I think it might work both ways. Waiting with you know, bated breath. There's lots breath. of different. Yeah, way is okay. It looks like your way is more popular, but my way is also a thing. Yeah, but... that sounds like some urban dictionary stuff, like sister hopping. So what's sister hopping? Oh, that's when you date uh, two different. Two sisters at well, different times. You do that all the time. Hey, before we get into all this sexual content, I'm going to uh, open a can of Diet A and W root beer because dicks don't burp on themselves. And I just wanted yeah, all the let's, listeners before, to hear that. Before we get into the, you know, like the blue material, let's go ahead and do our ad copy up front. Yeah, in case you didn't know, this show is brought to you by Diet A and W. Because dicks don't burp on themselves. When I'm looking for a zero-calorie way to burp on a trick's dick, I satisfy that urge with a cool, refreshing diet A&W root beer. Um, also, we are still looking for a sponsor in the granny panty market. So if anyone can recommend a brand of granny panties or uh, if you own a small um, cottage industry granny panty company, uh, slide into my DMs because I'll tell you this. I've been posting pictures on Instagram stories of me and granny panties several times a week and tagging Hanes in them. And Hanes does not even watch the Hanes because you can see who views it. And Hanes is not even viewing my my thirst trap photos and I'm just trying to secure a sponsor with a hundred percent granny panty offering that the listeners can enjoy. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by Don Miguel frozen burritos because 
the the roof of your mouth isn't going to burn the shit out of itself. <laughs> I just burn the shit I just burn the shit out of the roof of my mouth and even my finger when some of the goo like oozed out of the burrito on a, a delicious but it was worth it. It was worth it. I recommend Don Miguel bean and three cheese. Jesus, you're wild, man. I know. Bob. It's crazy. Well, the thing with most bean and cheese burritos, like this crap, this El Monterey crap, and don't even don't even get me started on Reesers. That's not even a brand that I recognize. But uh, Safeway, but um, Don Miguel, their three cheese burrito, it really does have a noticeable amount of cheese. Like most of the time with a frozen burrito. You can't even tell there's cheese in it. Oh, like really? Like a bean and cheese burrito. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's like pasty bean stuff, but like, where's the cheese? Not so with the Don Miguel. That motherfucker is packed with cheese. It's ooze, it oozes out and causes um, first degree burns on your fingers while you're eating it. That's how you know you got your money's worth. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so they're a new sponsor of the pod. Um, Don Miguel's, where three cheese aims to please. The sauce is, in fact, (laughs) the boss. Uh, I don't know why I don't have a job with an advertising agency. I'm really good at this. You should, yeah, for sure. Marketing something. Yeah, meanwhile, I can't even market this podcast into a profitable enterprise, but let's be fair, I haven't really been trying, so um, with my new burst of enthusiasm, we're going to take it straight to the top. So 15 votes on my recent Twitter poll about have I engaged in the um, activity of sister hopping and... uh, I got to say the haters, I was like 75% said yes. They said you have? And Wait, why the, would they be considered they haters? S- no, no, no. The three haters, the two oh. or three haters mm-hmm. who said no, they would have lost a lot yeah. of money because the answer is yes. I have sister hopped. Um, when did you sister hop? Um, this was... Oh, it was like when I was 18. Okay. I went from, so for the Patreon subscribers um, on the Evergreen State College episode, I kind of went through my like dating history of Evergreen students. Oh so, no, were two uh, the, of those girls sisters? No, 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 no. Number one was the sister of... Another sister that I didn't really date, I kind of banged. Okay. Um, is that the only time you've sister hopped? No, but that would have to be on Rob Love's Rob Love Raw. Oh, shit. Rob. I've brother hopped once. I'm trying to remember if I've done <laughs> it more than once. So hold on while I... Think about this. I've brother hopped and I've roommate hopped. Um, 
What's roommate hopped? Okay. Oh, where you bone the you bone the roommate of the guy that you're boning. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the brother hop thing was like, I was dating this guy when I was eighteen. We were dating for a couple weeks, and we took a group trip to Mexico because that's what you do when you live in Phoenix, and you rent a hotel suite. Uh, with a bunch of people, and it ends up being like, you know, $15 a person or whatever. And there were maybe eight of us, and his brother was there with his girlfriend, and his brother and I got along really well. Um, But, like, nothing flirtatious or sexual. His brother was there with his girlfriend, so we're just, like, hanging out. And then the brother... I was kind of not into the dude I was seeing... And I was, like, telling him, like, I don't know. I, like, you're cool, but I don't think I want to be in this relationship. And then his brother happened to, like, within, like, a week or two break up with his girlfriend. And we got together and we dated for, like, a year. Um, But everyone, you know, of course made it out to be, like, we left our, you know what I mean? Like, it was an affair situation. Yeah. Um, Sure. The roommate hop is, okay, I had a friend that I met um, through, like, the MySpace scene kid era of my life. Um, Picture a big black hair metal mullet with white chunks in it. Um, I'm like (laughs) Sophia Petrillo. I'm like, picture it. 2004. (laughs) Um, And so we met and we were like party friends. We would go out and like sometimes if we didn't go home with other people, we would go home with each other and hook up. But like it wasn't like a big deal. Honestly, it was almost like sibling fucking because we were just like bros. Um, But it was like, I don't know, we're drunk and no one would fuck us tonight. So we'll fuck each other. Um, So he moved into this house. Like, he posted on MySpace, I'm looking for a new house. He moves into this house, and there's, like, two or three other roommates. And so I'm partying with them, and I end up hooking up with one. And we, like, hooked up for a couple weeks. And um, at the time, the other roommate, like, the third roommate, was dating this chick and at a certain point, we just switched. So, like, the roommate that I was dating started da- banging that other broad, and I started whatever. And that's the guy I was with for four years that I moved to New York with. Um, so that's how we met. So for a while, like, when they all lived together, I was like, I, and there was one girl roommate. I was like, okay, well, there's three dudes who lived here, and I've, I fucked all of them. Um, but at least I'm in an, an honest relationship with one now. Uh, and then I ended up, when that girl moved out, I ended up moving in. Um, so, you know, just a big sucking fuck house. Uh, I miss being young oh, and drunk. Wow. Yeah. Mm. But it wasn't huh. weird. Like the one, the one roommate that I had been dating who we swapped, he married that girl that we swapped with and she was the worst. I like, I've never met a person who is so fucking terrible. But I think it turns out that he was ultimately <coughs> terrible as well. And then they got matching neck tattoos that, like, in giant, like, I'm talking five, like, the height of their neck, like, old English-style script, it says vegan on their necks. And it's the worst thing I oh, could wow. possibly think of. Wow. I hope they use plant-based ink. You would hope. You would hope. But who's to say? 
Um, yeah, there was also a, a period of time because we threw all like the official after hours parties for the club night. So there'd be like a hundred people at our house dancing and stuff. And this was a time period where like everyone was getting staph infections. Um, it was just like going through the hipster community. So like people with like fresh tattoos were getting staph infections and like, it was a problem. And I'm like, yeah, it's cause we were all fucking each other. Like we just couldn't. Because the, the early aughts were, like, a time of just drunken debauchery. Like, it was, like, trash culture. Even the hipsters were getting their Jersey Shore on and then also sharing staff. I don't know. So that's my yeah, tale I think of roommate <clears throat> that, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I don't think... Uh, well... Oh, well, I'm not going to talk about that. That's, We're going to have to do a Rob Love Raw. Shit, this is a good teaser, Rob. Well, but yeah, good teaser also for the one that we've already recorded about Evergreen State College was that number two happened to be roommates with number one. So I have <gasps> technically roommate hop You as well. have, Rob. We have so much in common. We both have luscious beards, <laughs> beautiful blue eyes, and we'll take a house and fuck every single tenant. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... So with the sister hopping, uh, that was with, as I said before, number one, but I was interested in her sister before I met number one. Um, like when I was 17, I knew, I knew number one's sister and kind of had the hot, had the hots for, um, it didn't work out. I think she was scared because I was a virgin probably. And then, um, so I'd be scared she, she of a intro- virgin you. She introduced me to her sister, and that's how that started. Uh, so that's where number one, so that's wait, the her story s- of number one. But, her but then sister afterwards, took your virginity? No. Oh. Um, number one took my virginity. Okay. I, I bounced back to her sister like a couple of years later. Oh, you spaced it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't just you don't go one, from one to the other. I mean, I guess some people do, but that's that's not dignified. I've, what I've, you want to do when you have sex with siblings uh-huh. is you want to space it out. Um, well, you know, listen, I have tried to brother hop another time um because I would sometimes hook up with this friend of mine from school and, um, but like whatever, he got real addicted to heroin. So like we weren't hooking up anymore, obviously. Um, like cause heroin people don't fuck really, but his brother was a fucking piece. I cannot describe (laughs) this to you enough. Like he was a piece and probably, probably out of my league at that time. Uh, but I, I tried so hard to make it happen. Like I was making him mixtapes. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was a whole thing. And I would invite, I'd have parties, like I'd throw parties at my house just to invite him. I'd be like, it's a sexy lingerie party. Like, cause I would throw all these theme parties when my parents were gone. And then like at the sexy lingerie party where I'm wearing a corset and like, a schoolgirl skirt and hooker shoes. 
he's like, did you invite me over here to try to sleep with me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, you know that's not going to happen. And I was like, I kind of failed to accept that. Um, but it didn't happen. So that was a brother hop that I was not able to seal the deal on, unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah, bummer. Because sometimes you have to, to make think. your choice. Like, you're like, okay, I want to be with this sister, but she's not available. Do I settle for the second string? Like, do I just fuck her sister instead? But you're ultimately signing up for the fact that you might not be able to get at your main target later because they might be like, well, I don't want to date you. You dated my sibling. Oh, right. So, you know right. what I mean? Like, okay, so. Oh, you, well. Yeah. You want, yeah, you want like you want to buy a really nice car, but you can't afford it just yet. So you spend your money on a less nice car. You you've now taken that money out of the running for the one you actually wanted. So it's yeah, it can be a thing. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um. Well, I don't think that was quite an issue with. I think here's the thing with those sisters was that um, most of my friends had had one or the other of them. Oh, okay. But very few, very few had had both. But but some had have had both. I don't know of any others, to be honest. Okay, okay. I just know that my friend, my friend Craig, when he found out that I had banged um, the... The other sister, the second sister, he was like, oh, you got both sisters, huh? And he kind of, like, gave me this approving nod. Yeah, it's a move. <laughs> That's a move. Because it was common knowledge that um, that a lot of people... I mean, it's a small... Olympia was a very insular and therefore very... Um, what's the word where you fuck your siblings? Oh, incestuous, incestuous kind yeah, of. yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was much... It was very much like that because there was just the, peop- the same people. <laughs> the yeah, same and people I feel like I... Th- there like... Oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, 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 you go ahead. I feel like maybe there was more of that when we were younger because, like, when you're young and you're drunk and maybe relationships aren't that serious, like... You know, in high school, like, you break up and you date someone else from from high school. Like, well, I don't know. No one dated me in high school, and I was at college at 15. Yeah, me neither. And no one was dating me there (laughs) because it was illegal. Um, But, like, I remember, like, you know, especially through my early, mid-20s, like, in social groups, there was a lot of, like, swapping going on. And, like, you know, we were too drunk, really, to give a fuck about anything. But, like, it wasn't, like, a big deal where, you know, there'd be the party scene people and, like, okay, Joey and Sally are together and now Sally's with Danny and Danny is with Sally's friend Mary or whatever. And, like, you still, like, hung out. Like, it was, like, kind of awkward, but not really. Um, yeah, but yeah, now there's I, a little bit of little bit of tension. Yeah, but I feel like as an adult, like that would be weird. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to have adult friendships. It would be weirder now. Mm-hmm. I think it would be weirder now. Yeah, for sure. And maybe it's because there's it's yeah. a more consequence when you've like lived together, especially when people it's like they're married, they have kids, whatever. When you trade partners, there's more of a gravity to it or something. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good point. Is that now when 
like people our age date, they tend to well, maybe live together or whatever. But like when you're in your early, you know, your late teens, early twenties, you're not living together necessarily. No. You're probably just, you're you know, with your just hooking up at a convenience. Maybe, or just, or you do have a room in a house full of like a bunch of drunk dudes and you, you know, bring chicks back there to bone them or whatever. But, um, but it's not like there's, there's not as much invested. Yeah. In it. You know what I mean? Like each and you can have a two week relationship and not even necessarily even call it a relationship. It's just a thing that happened and it's just like, oh, well that thing happened and yeah. You know, yeah, those it's, are fun, not... and maybe it's, like, the juvenile in me, but, like, I do miss that. Like, I used to always say I love oh. a good weekend boyfriend. Um, like, I met this guy once. It was, like, a Friday morning. He came in with friends for breakfast at my bre- breakfast restaurant, and we, like, chit-chatted a little, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in town. I'm, I have an art show opening tonight, whatever. And I was like, well, I'm working at Double. When I close my dinner restaurant, we'll see where I'm at time-wise. Maybe I'll come to your art show. And... Um, I did, and then we went out to the bar afterwards, like, me and him and the other artists, whatever, and um, we made out a little in my car in the parking lot, and I gave him a copy of my mixtape, and I, sa- I said bye, because <laughs> he was flying home the next day. Like, he wasn't from here, and the next day, he calls me and is like, hey, uh, I borrowed money from my friend. I changed my plane ticket um, so I could spend the weekend with you. And I'm like, cool, uh, I work two jobs, but, like, we can hang out in between. So, like, Saturday, like, we hung out between my shifts and after my shift. And then Sunday afternoon when I got off work at my breakfast job, like, we're hanging out. And um, he had, like, immense – he basically, like, said something like, oh, well, you know, I'm going home – tomorrow like how are we gonna do this and I was like what do you mean and he's like you know like this relationship and I was like oh I mean this isn't a relationship like you live out of state and we're both poor like you can't have a long distance relationship when you're both poor um I've only done it once with and it's the other person was extremely wealthy and like that's the only because you you have to travel right so Um, I told him that and he had like a mental breakdown because he like thought that it was like a relationship. Like he's like, when I make love to someone, it really means something to me. And how dare you, you know, take advantage of me. And it was a, it was weird. And then it turned out that the night before, before the breakdown, he had like hidden notes and shit around my house. It was really weird. And I found those for like the next week. Um, so anyways, what was I saying? So like, I was like, bro, like you were my weekend boyfriend. Like this was fun. You were my weekend boyfriend. Like who doesn't love a good three day whirlwind relationship? Um, and it turns out that he was not on that same page, but, um, you know, it's something that I enjoyed a lot of when I was younger. Yeah. Because it's like a fairy t- uh, it's like a fantasy, it's a fairy tale, and then you get back to your normal life. It's the same reason why like long di- like I have a friend who until she turned 30 only dated dudes who lived out of state and it was mostly cuz she was like busy with school and establishing her career and so she's like, "Yeah, like I see them once a month, we have like a romantic weekend in a hotel, and then I get back like I can focus on my life." Um I'm like, "Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me versus like you know, committing to like a full-time real relation. Who wants to be in a real relationship? It's work. 
Yeah, especially when you're in school and busy and stuff. Yeah, know. it's exhausting. It's just like one more. My stepdad used to always say, like, if he had to, like, do anything, like, you know, ask him to do anything, he'd be like, one more potato in the sack I have to carry. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a bad person. Yeah, I think I think we should bring back the um the two week tryst for the forty plus generation. You know? I'd be down with that. Or like um like and not just for like stupid rich people, but like you know like the adult summer camp and then you can have like a fling at adult summer camp and that's like your camp girlfriend, which is such like a juvenile thing. But like if you've ever been to summer camp, that's so much fun is you have your little crush and then you start sitting by each other at lunch and then you're like, oh, well, like, let's go rent it. Like, at my camp, they'd have, like, a kayak. So you could be like, oh, well, let's go kayak together. And none of this ever happened for me because I looked like a potato. But I would observe the better-looking children and their little camp romances and I would just, like, be like, oh, one day I'll be pretty and that'll be me. I got in trouble at um, camp in fifth grade. We all went to, you know, this whole, the whole fifth grade class went to like outdoor, they call it outdoor education. And it was, you know, during the school week, you'd go there for like, I don't know if it was two or three days, something like that. And uh, I, let's see, there was, I was hanging out with this group of, you know, the same kids that I would be hanging out with at school. But um, one of them was this guy, um, John. I think we called him Dumpster Diver John or something. Because he used to, like, dumpster dive. Yeah. And, like, was open about it or something. I don't know how he got that reputation. I'm sure it was true. But, like, who hadn't, like, who hasn't dumpster dived? That was my favorite thing was dumpster diving when I was, like, six. Oh. Uh, six, six, seven, eight. Um, I would go dumpster diving with my friends around my, like, townhouse neighborhood complex. Were you allowed and, to um, be unsupervised when you were six? Oh, yeah. I, I walked to school on my own from first grade on. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so six years old, I'm just, like, walking to school. It was only, like, you know, maybe a quarter mile, you know, yeah. not even half a mile. Probably a quarter mile, but, um, yeah, I'd go on by myself. And then I'd come home to an empty house. I was a typical latchkey kid, just like all my friends. Yeah. So you'd, you'd come home from school, or you'd just, like, go straight home, straight over to a friend's house after school was more likely. Like, you wouldn't each go to your separate homes and then decide to play. It would be like, okay, well, let's go to my house after school. And then so you'd go and you'd hang out, and um, I guess there weren't even really video games yet. Atari 2600, I guess, was around. But um, so you'd just go outside and cause mayhem, and, like, we would, um, <laughs> like unscrew like sprinkler heads <laughs> we would just like go around causing mayhem ruffians. And, uh, i remember one t- we had total ruffians like six seven eight year old ruffians we egged this girl's house once because we liked her <laughs> um and then but one of the eggs was like hard boiled 
And then so when it hit the side of the house, it just went like it made this really loud thump against the stucco exterior. Ew. And so like we all we all had to run at that point because we f- we thought we would get caught. <laughs> Little did we know, I'm sure there was like 40 pairs of eyes on us as we egged this house. Yeah. It's a, t- I mean, it's a townhouse, townhouse complex. Like, there's so many units. I don't know. Whatever. We, like, broke into this. We didn't have to break into it. The guy left his pickup truck unlocked. But we, like, got into this guy's pickup truck. And he had, a, um, like, a pouch of Red Man tobacco on his console or whatever that would be at the time. And so we opened it up and we all t- took turns spitting in it. Wait, what were you doing? You're sitting in the truck? We, well, we just happened to, like, open this guy's pickup truck. Like, we just tried the handle and it opened up because yeah. he didn't lock it or whatever. And then he had a pouch of t- chewing tobacco on the, like, in the inside, like, by the parking brake or whatever. Um, and so we opened it up and we all took turns spitting in it. Um, is this how you started chewing tobacco? <laughs> is this where it all started, Rob Love? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but no, you know what I think it was? Um, Big League Chew. Big League Chew bubblegum. Oh, gotcha. Did you ever have that? Yeah. Came in a dip can. Yeah, and it yeah. Was all sh- it was like shredded, shredded bubblegum. Yes. And yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, no. It didn't come in a dip can. It came in a big pouch, just like um, just like a red man chewing tobacco. But it was shredded bubblegum that looked like, you know, shredded like tobacco. And... Um, you know, at the time, like, my friends and I all loved baseball. And at that time, like, it was totally, there was no taboo against a major league athlete, like, openly chewing tobacco or whatever. Like, there was no stigma associated with it. So, um, you know, so we were just, like, we grew up idolizing these uh, ball players that just would have this huge like <laughs> jaw in their cheek and they'd just be like every three seconds like spitting this big brown you know goo on the so like we would um try and kind of like imitate them by taking i remember one time my friend and i went and got a pa- uh like a pouch of big league chew from the Seven Eleven. And then we left there, went around the back of the store and like opened it up. This is the back of the store where there's like sort of a parking lot where we used to like start little fires and stuff. <laughs> so we take this big league chew, right? And we yeah. like, we each take half of, we each take half of it and, sh- and like, this is basically like 10 packs of chewing gum, but we each take half of it. And like shove it in our mouth and just start chewing it <laughs> like a bit like a big league ball player with this big giant thing. And like the amount of sl- like purple grape flavored saliva just running down our chins <laughs> made us crack up laughing. We couldn't we couldn't even like keep a straight face. It was hilarious. Some of the best times. Um, it's so <sighs> funny when I hear stories like I think. Because I, like, hung out with my older brother and his friends. And, like, we got into hijinks, a lot of, like, bottle rocket stuff. Um, 
But like when I hear stories uh, from male friends about the hijinks they got into as a child, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was pretty tame, like compared it, to like the there was a lot hijinks. of starting a lot of starting fires, a lot of vandalism. Um, yeah, it's pretty high stakes stuff, especially when you're when you're like seven and eight. I don't know <laughs> that kids going like, around and- I don't know. Do kids still do that shit? Like we were like bottle rockets, potato no. cannons, BB uh-uh. guns. No, because their their parents are right there. Yeah. They don't. They don't have time enough away from their parents to go commit all the hijinks and stuff. You that, know. That's what I heard. That kid, like especially now, because kids like they go home and they don't go over to each other's homes after school. They go home and then they engage with each other. They socialize digitally, but also that. Um, yeah parents now are so overprotective they don't trust their kids would be safe at an uh, another kid's parents house and like growing up like yeah. we i mean we lived in like we were kind of bougie until we moved out here um and so like any house that i went to like most of my friends from school they had like a a dad who made you know doctor lawyer whatever stay at home mom or whatever so, like, there was a parent in the home, but, like, mom was doing her mom thing. And I just remember, like, and maybe it's my kid brain, but I remember all my friends had, like, these huge houses where, like, the parents had no idea what we were up to because, like, the homes were so big. And, like, the house is all backed up to, like, lakes or woods because it was Michigan. So we'd be out in the woods getting into trouble. Um, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's a thing anymore. Or that you have to, like, plan it in advance. Like, oh, I want to go over to my friend's house. Well, I need to talk to their parents. I need an address. I need this or that. Like, you have to plan it in advance versus, like, literally, like, I would go to a friend's house after school and then, like, call my mom and be like, hey, I'm at Michelle's house. And she'd be like, okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just let me know where you're going to be. And she'd be like, is that that Michelle Sick whose mom doesn't have a butt crack? Because my friend Michelle Sick told me her mom did not have a butt crack. And don't think I didn't tell my parents. How does that work? Oh no, she How said. How does her, that work with a? She said her mom didn't have a butt crack, and I said, "What does she have?" And she said, "Just a hole." And so then I told my parents, and then my parents would have trouble not laughing, like every time they'd see her at school functions. Oh. <laughs> um, and it must have been like maybe like her parents were like teasing each other, you know, like. In the way that couples tease each other, and maybe her dad said, like, you don't have a butt, or you have a short butt crack, or something, and then she parlayed the information to me as if it were facts. Like, oh, yes, my mother does not have a butt crack. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought it was two couples teasing each other at first, and I was like, oh, that's weird. No, no, I think Michelle. Was teasing another. (laughs) I think Michelle overheard her parents, and then... Right. Her parents must have been wild, because her dad at some point broke his nose, and I asked her how, and she said he was on a chair, he thought he was Superman, and he fell on his face. And I was like, does her dad have a drinking problem? I don't know. I can't dissect their marriage. This was 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, man. Things were wild back then. Um People don't really appreciate how unhinged or, like, just wild that, like, the average, you know, so-called, 
you know, respectable grown up was during the 80s and yeah. maybe even the 90s, I guess. But like I can speak to like 70s and 80s and that shit was wild. Like the so-called responsible grown ups were. They were doing crazy shit that like, <clears throat> I don't know, I teenagers would get in trouble for doing these days were your <laughs> you know parents I, mean? I can't remember rob were your parents together or were they separated they divorced when i was like two okay and then was your mom dating yeah. oh yeah she hella dating disco era um you know uh uh, uh who's that if you think I'm sexy, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, and you want my body, come on, baby, let me know. Um, she had that eight eight track <laughs> and would play it while vac- vacuuming the house or whatever. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of. <laughs> I love that so a lot much. Of, uh, a lot of Friday nights spent at the uh, Black Angus dancing. Ooh. Um, Yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff. But, yeah, like, my childhood, my entire childhood was spent just free reign. Like, from the time, like I said, from the time I was, like, in first grade. And then, you know, we moved around a bunch. But, like, no matter where we were, like, I never knew anything except for, like, coming home and then just going and doing whatever I wanted. My mom was like... I think one time I asked her if I could go somewhere and she's like, well, why are you going to ask me? I could tell you no. Just tell me where you're going. And I was like, oh, all right. That's I'm good. Going to, I'm good going advice. to so-and-so's. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was just, I didn't have that. Yeah. Like, in Michigan, I think I did. We had some free reign because both my parents were working and, like, My mom worked during the day and my stepdad worked graveyard shifts at the steel mill. But so while my mom was at work, my stepdad would be sleeping. Like, so a lot of times we'd come home from school and he'd be asleep or whatever. And like, and like I said, we lived more in nature. So we had some more free reign. Um, And when we moved out here to Mesa, Arizona, which is like, it's just the most depressing place it's just a stepford suburb where it's just tan squares um and so there was less and then i didn't we didn't know anybody so like i think i did i still would because i would walk places you know mostly to the grocery store to steal booze to the go drink in the orange uh orchard the citrus orchards um so i guess i still was kind of wild but um but less so and my parents were getting progressively more religious and like trying to tighten the reins because you know y2k was coming the rapture we had to get our shit together um for that uh but i have a friend who is my age and she grew up uh in los angeles and like her parents were their swingers she thinks because like they would go to yacht parties and like the kids they'd like put the kids in one of the cabin rooms and she's like yeah like that you know it's late there's everyone's partying on this yacht and like the kids are kind of drowsy so they tell us all to go sleep in the cabin and she's like and it's like a round bed with a mirrored ceiling on this yacht and our parents are just getting wasted together like so oh that's wild and and sexy 
Yeah, super hot. Um, it's always hot to think of your parents getting down with each other. Well, I just like or to with think other of other people their age. Yeah, I like to think of people with perms and aggressive eyeliner just fucking. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of blue, blue eyeshadow. Yeah, getting it on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, should we talk? There's to make it a pup date. Should we talk about um, uh, Lady Gaga got her um, her dogs dog napped? Yeah, dude. Like, what the fuck? So, like, her dog walker was shot, and the dogs were stolen. And then she offered a reward for the return of her dogs, not a reward for whoever shot her dog walker. Um, did she get yeah, her for dogs the cap- back? Yeah, for the capture. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Did she get her dogs what? back? Yeah, the dogs got returned. Really? Um, this is, I haven't heard, I mean, this is three days old information at least but last i heard her dogs got returned no word on whether the reward was paid out um i guess i guess the dog walker got shot like four times in the chest or something jesus i didn't know it was that bad yeah that's what i heard so maybe i'm wrong but that's uh that's one thing i i I think i read that (laughs) that's a great that's a great bit of journalism right there. I think I read that. But um, and then, when I first heard the story, I thought that either the dog walker was in on it, like <clears throat> had his buddy, his like um, life partner, um, like come like, OK, I'm going to be I'm going to walk past the Starbucks on Melrose at, you know, 830 a.m., like pull up and like maybe just kind of sh- graze my leg a little bit or something, but like make it seem like I was trying to fight fight you off and then just take the dogs because this bitch loves her fucking dogs and she's going to offer a half a million dollar reward. Then, so that's what, that was where my first, my, my mind went first. And then... I like went next level, like Big Lebowski style. I was like, well, wait a minute. What if Lady Gaga put her dog walker up to it just so (laughs) she could like, just so she could pay off this half million dollar reward. And then essentially she's paying it to herself. And then, so she's basically laundering it like with the young urban achievers. Right. (laughs) Okay. Then, then wait, no, because it gets deeper. Hang on. My ride's here. <laughs> um, Classic. Yeah. So then it went even deeper that, like, the dogs kidnapped themselves, dude. Like, like there was never any kidnap- with Alicia Silverstone. Oh, I don't know. What's that? It's a movie that came out shortly after Clueless where Alicia Silverstone hires someone to fake kidnap her. That someone is played by Benicio Del Toro. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it and talk about it on Patreon. I just remember it was like a big deal because she was not as thin as she was in Clueless. And then the press was like, Alicia Fatterstone. 
bot yeah what big, a pig big box like you know in quotes big box office debut or some shit you know what i mean but oh yeah but yeah it was like a fake kidnapping thing like a gone girl situation i don't know i haven't seen gone girl i haven't either <laughs> all i've seen is big lebowski that's the most that's the most um the latest movie the most modern movie i've seen is big lebowski which came out uh, I think 22 years ago. So, yeah, that's yeah. the most recent one that you've seen. <laughs> that I've seen. Um, okay, so you, another. What was, so then you thought. Ahead. Then you thought. Okay, the dogs kidnapped themselves. Right. Okay. And then you know, just just like in the big the Big Lebowski, where uh, you know they they're showing. Uh, what's the what's the chick's name who? supposedly was kidnapped whatever the big the big lebowski's oh, bunny. wife right mm-hmm. trophy wife yeah bunny okay yeah. so like they're showing that scene where they're showing her driving you know driving in that sports car back to her mansion um probably unaware that there was ever any sort of a kidnapping thing like she was just off partying with like um with her friends, right? Isn't that how that went? Bunny, she was... Where was she? I can't remember. She was just off partying with friends, and somehow all of this drama, like, erupted in her wake. Like, she was completely unaware that she was supposedly kidnapped. Oh, right? gotcha. Yeah, she was just, like, partying. She was just off partying. And then, like, I don't know how the whole... I mean, that's one of those movies. Like, I've, I don't know how many times I've watched that movie, but I still don't really get it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably not something I I should admit in public, but like, I just don't. <laughs> There's certain I don't know. Watching movies, I've always been this way about watching movies. Like, I'll just check out like halfway through. What do and, you mean? Uh, like, do you <clears throat> let the movie play? You're just not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just daydreaming. I'm not mem- <clears throat> I'm not like forming memories of the movie even well, at that point. I... Either I'm, you know, I'm just z- zoning out, mo- mostly just zoning out. <laughs> There's sometimes like I'm playing a movie but I'm doing other things. I'm crafting or drawing or whatever. But like That's a- true. A lot of times yeah. I am paying attention. I just don't have a memory like that. So like I can watch, like, I've seen The Wire, like, the whole series, like, three or four times, and I can't remember plot points. Like, I'll still be watching it like it's the first time going, what's going to happen? I just don't Uh have a brain that (laughs) works that way. No matter how many times I I hear a song, I will, if I try to sing along, I'll sing the wrong lyrics. Like... When I used to perform live, like, for the week leading up to a performance, I would have to listen to my demos, like, on a loop nonstop to, like, re-memorize my own songs because I just don't have that kind of memory. Um, But it's nice because I can remember whether or not I like something, and then when I watch it, it's like I'm seeing – I go, okay, I I know I'm going to watch a good movie, but I'm not – it's not like, oh, I know all the beats. It's like I'm seeing it for the first time. That's one of the best parts about it is because you can appreciate the same movie over. Yeah, and over. exactly. It's a gift, honestly. 
but yeah, I, I remember even when I was a kid, like my friend, we would watch a movie and then like a week and a half later, he'd be like, oh, you remember that one part where so-and-so did this? And I'm like, no. And he's like, what? We just, what do you mean you don't remember? We just watched that movie. And I was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't. And I think what it is, it's like um, super, like people who they say that higher intelligence people don't don't waste as much like memory space with trivial shit, you know, like you'll, you're designating. It's like, I, I have important stuff to remember. I can't be des you know, I can't like waste Ram or whatever with, um, you know, whatever, who, who the third person Freddy Krueger killed. This is all very (laughs) flattering to me because, like, that's kind of how my mind works is that I remember, like, concepts um, and I remember visual details, but I don't necessarily, like... I'll have people say, oh, remember when you said this to me or whatever? And I'm like, I, I don't. I mean, that sounds like me. Because, um, like, they'll be like, oh, my God, you're so funny. Like, where do you get, like, because I've met people who come off as witty and then you realize that they just have, like, a Rolodex of quotes from movies and stuff. And so oftentimes right. people yeah. will ask me when I say something, they'll, they'll be like, oh, my God, what's that from? And I'm like, I just said it. Like, it's not a thing. I don't have... <clears throat> I don't have the brain capacity <laughs> to remember quotes. Like, trust me, if I say something, it's a Sydney DeLorean original because I cannot remember source materials. Like, um, yeah, I just don't, and I don't, I just don't waste time on it. So like when people will particularly like work stuff, like details, like if it isn't, if it doesn't matter, it's not taking up room in my brain. Like, I have a real life outside of work and someone will be like, Oh, remember this from like two weeks ago? I'm like, no, like (laughs) I was busy researching professional cuddlers and talking about talking to Rob love about how many sisters he's fucked. I don't have time to remember (laughs) that we moved the scotch tape dispenser (laughs) or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. For real. For real. Yeah. It's funny. Um, uh, what else there, there was, oh, so the dogs, like there was so the, 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 the dogs, what we worked through theories. So what actually happened? We don't know, but the dogs were returned. The dogs were returned apparently to like the police station or something, I guess. Um, this is a, you know, memory of a, a podcast. I think it was, a BBC Global News podcast where I heard most of this. Oh, and then Sunday Papers by Greg, you know, Greg Fitzsimmons. That's a fun podcast to listen to on Sunday mornings. Uh, but I believe the dogs were returned. I don't know <clears throat> if the identity of the person who returned the dogs was made known or was ever known. Um, I don't think there's been any yeah, there's no, I don't think there's any leads on catch. I don't know. Maybe huh. there are, maybe they're like 36 hours away from nabbing the people who shot this poor dog walker. I mean, that would be great because I got super <laughs> concerned because Zach's sister is a dog walker in New York. And she has like some like higher profile clients, nothing like Lady Gaga level. But like she does walk, you know, 
Because who the fuck pays for a dog walker? It's people who have money. So, like, yeah, she has some higher profile clients. And I just was like, dude, is Zach's sister going to get shot walking dogs? She needs to move back to Glendale, Arizona, where it's safe. (laughs) Um, Well, here's the other thing. The the type, the breed of dog that was stolen. Um, I guess Lady Gaga has the, um, what is it? Uh, It's not Boston Terriers. They're French... Bulldog? French French bulldog mm-hmm. French bulldog yeah and um, so I guess according to another podcast I listened to French bulldogs can only breed they can only give birth through c-section yes like they're so fucked up God hates them so much that yes. um, they can't even give birth on their own so therefore the like the the cost of immediately goes up yeah because you can't just like pump out litter after litter like there's vet bills involved so like i guess the average dog can go for like five grand but no one no one no one gaga they're probably you know like special um whatever with papers and all that kind of stuff they're probably you know so a half she's willing to spend a half million to get them back a lot of that's probably sentimental value, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's I your dogs, just... they're your children. <clears throat> if you have the money, you spend it. Like, obviously, if someone took Frank, like, I would spend every penny that I could to get him back. He's my soulmate. If someone stole Ralphie, right. I would shrug my shoulders and say, sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> so, but I think that I think that the motivation, they might not have even known that it was Gaga's the dogs um they might have just thought oh french bulldogs let's go steal those because we know they're worth a lot oh. it could have just been a, a simple like hey shit we can get 10 grand for those dogs or you know five grand yeah but on i the mean black market i feel like with the microchips the new owners would trace them back you could just know because you take it to the guy you know who can find the microchip and dig it out with or you sca- reprogram like exact, it exact exact because they do reprogram that program it um, oh okay like because yeah. with Ralphie so I got him I adopted him from a rescue and he has a microchip <clears throat> and he was registered to the rescue. And it wasn't until right. the year mark that they contacted me and were like, you know, everything's still going well, blah, blah, blah. And then they changed the micro. Maybe it was six months. But it was a while. It, I, we had him a while. It was either like six months or a Interesting. year. Interesting. And then they'll they'll reprogram the microchip to put you on there as the contact. Um Felipe had a microchip and they never changed it over. They were like, we keep it as the rescue, but obviously he's your dog. So if someone finds him, like we have your file and we'll return him to you. But like, they didn't flip his chip at all. I don't think. Um, huh. Cause it's like a little scanner that goes by that. Like you hold it by their neck and it, um, reads yeah. it. so I don't know, but like, dude, fuck people and their $5,000 fucking dogs. I fu- it's such bullshit. Number one, they're always the most fucked up dogs. They're so disabled. There's a horror movie called Bleeders, and um, it is about 
Uh, mem okay, it's members of the royal family, when they outlawed incest, they moved from Europe to America to get away from those laws and to keep fucking each other. And now hundreds of years later, they're like these gross, horrible creatures and they all have hemophilia because that's like a thing that the royal family had problems with because it's a recessive gene and they were inbreeding. And the only way they can survive, they live underground and they survive by coming up and eating people for their blood. And they are these gross, weird little fleshy monsters. And, like, that is what these purebred dogs look like. And then the fact that people are like, I'm going to pay $5,000 for a dog that has so many health problems. Like, like, pugs always have to have, like, serious facial surgery because their sinus systems don't work. You know what I mean? And that's miserable for the dog. It's expensive for the owner. You could just get a mutt that, like, works, This is a better functioning dog. Um, yeah, they're just fucked up. They have men mental deficiencies and physical defects, and it's just... And it's millions of dollars. And I, these people who are like, well, but I wanted a purebred because they're better. I'm like, have you fucking seen them? And and the people who, like, insist on getting puppies because they're like, I don't want a used dog. It could have experienced trauma or whatever. Um, and guess what? It Just like children, like, you can, you can give a child the best life ever and they're still going to grow up fucked up because that's just how they are. That's just how they are. I don't know. I think puppies are annoying. Their breath stinks. Their teeth feels like needles. They're like, you can't train them. It takes forever to get them to stop pissing in the house because their little puppy brains can't learn anything. Um, just adopt a dog. Just this be like, oh, I don't do used dogs. It's the same people who like won't buy used clothing for their children. They're like, oh, I wouldn't would never buy my kid clothes at goodwill i'm like your kid is go gonna go through clothes like every three months because they're fucking growing so you just want to keep contributing to global warming and sweatshops because it's like yucky to buy used clothes like you can wash the clothes you can wash the dog i don't know that's just me like do you only date virgins like, oh, I don't come I won't <laughs> I won't come in a used vagina. Like sometimes people like that, you know, but I'm like, you keep like you have three kids, you keep fucking your wife, which is a used vagina. So you're okay with a used vagina, but not like a used dog or used clothes. It's just snooty. It's a problem. Or like I'll only hire a housekeeper if she's never um, worked as a housekeeper before. Yeah, I don't want someone who's cleaned someone else's toilets. Yuck. <laughs> I want her to learn on the job with my fucking shit-stained bowls. Um, have you ever heard of the Fred Hutchison Cancer Research Center out of the University of Washington? No, please explain. Uh, we should probably do a uh, an official episode about it then I guess because it's another fucked up um, Northwest pedophile? story uh, no 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 um, no pedophilia just research oh, just okay. cancer research yeah cancer research involving the um, 
their model species that they use, you know, like every, every type of genetic researcher has like, I think it's called a model species, but it's like some people use fruit flies, Drosophila, you know, some people will use, because they breed fast and you can get successive, successive generations quickly. And like, there's real obvious traits that you can monitor for whatever. And their, um, and their genotype was like mapped out early on. Like that was one of the first species Mm-hmm. that had their um their complete dna sequence completely you know sequenced oh, you know, okay. to where like it was well known because remember like back when dna first came like in the 90s it was um it was like a millions it, it would cost millions of dollars and take dozens and dozens of researchers 10 years to map out the sequence of one species. DNA, yeah, it was like a right? whole thing. It was a whole thing. Now the cost is, you know, way down and, you know, the time is way shortened. But um, so back in those early days, for some reason, you know, some people use mice, some, po- some people use Drosophila, some people use yeast. Um, for whatever reason, the Fred Hutchison... And I don't know who that guy is, but it's named after him. The fr- obviously wealthy, the Fred Hutchison Cancer Research S- Center, whatever at UW, is um, their model organism is um, the beagle. No. The fucking beat. Yeah, do- the the beagle dog. They 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 um, give they give beagles cancer. Over and over again, Dude. and they raise more beagles just to give them cancer, so that they can study cancer by giving cancer to beagles. To beagles. To beagles specifically. Does do you think that research applies well to humans or no? I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, you can't do that research on humans. Yeah. For one. Well, you can, so but then people will find out decades later and it'll be a problem. And then the, that right. community will never trust the U.S. medical system ever again. And then, yeah, and then they'll look down on your, you know, the fact that you founded NASA and like, oh, but whatever. What about his past? It's like, I got us to the moon. OK, what do you want from me? Yeah. But um, <laughs> Operation Paperclip. So, uh, but uh, as far I don't know, I don't know. Like mice, I think mice and like pigs are probably more translatable to human research. Yeah. But I think as far as there's probably other stuff that you can do, like why use fruit fly? Obviously, they reproduce quickly. You can blah blah blah. There's no real moral compunction about. Uh, mercilessly slaughtering <laughs> thousands of them. Um, but beagles, like, how, what's the turnaround on a beagle? Like, it takes uh, um, a year for them to be able to breed again? Like, what's the, what's going on here? I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's weird. But, um, I had a friend, my friend who adopts long-haired, uh, dachshunds, she had one dog, Fat Linda, and Fat Linda had been a lab dog that they experimented on. And um, 
And it just was so weird because you're just like, you're looking at this little like long haired dachshund and you're like, you lived in a lab. Like someone looked at you and was like, let's experiment on you. I mean, I guess like animals get experimented on, but you're just looking and you're like, what application could you have? Like, you're a freak. You, your legs are two inches long. What, what are you bringing to medical science? But it was really <coughs> sad because Linda, because she had been in the lab, they had debarked her and I assumed had debarked all the other dogs in the lab but they did like a real shoddy job of it i mean i think what they do is they just like basically jam a hot pole down their throats and it burns the vocal cords what? i think that's what i heard how Ugh. the barking works but anyway so this dog sounded like a truck stop waitress like she just was like hah, hah, hah. it was real and you're just like you gotta quit smoking linda um yeah it's sad <laughs> Yeah, that's super sad. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd It would be interesting to kind of get to the bottom of that. Like, why? I'm sure a quick Google search would turn it up, but I'm not going to do it right now. It would be better to just make a whole episode about it. Yeah, you okay, I mean? yeah, I'm totally down. I support that. What else? Um. There was something. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and other pup dates. Frank turned 16 last week, so that's very exciting. Oh, wow. Sweet 16. He can finally drive. Yeah, I'm thinking, well, we're thinking about getting him a Power Wheels. And because, like, number one, I've always wanted a Power Wheels. And number two, we can put him in it. And then there's a remote control that you can drive it around with. Uh-huh. Um, is it is it worth several hundreds of dollars? No, it's not. But I want to do it. The desire is strong. The finances are, uh, yeah, not not warranted. Santa, when it, when you said power wheels, I thought big wheel, which is like the three wheeled thing with the with the e brake. You could pull the e brake and do a back a spin. Oh, spin I don't know about that. Power big wheel later replaced by the green machine. Um, that was the newcomer on the market. They kind of like took over. They kind of like saw that the big wheel was doing some steady business with the um the the five to nine crowd and uh so a a different company came out with the green machine and i can't remember what their specific there was a difference there was a difference in what the green machine could do versus the big wheel but i had the big wheel that was probably one of my best christmas presents i was probably four or five you Christmas had morning, one? got the big wheel. Yeah, I had one. Whoa. What are you talk- who, are you- who do you think you're talking? Who do you think you're talking to here? Did I have one? Bougie. Yeah, I had one. Bougie. Yeah, I had a big wheel. I had a big wheel, and um, my parents would never buy me one. A- They'd be like, "Oh, what are we millionaires?" And I'm like, "Maybe I don't know. I don't know how money works. I'm a kid." Right. <clears throat> Yeah, no. So you had yeah, one? Was, uh, yeah, I had a big wheel. Wow. You wow. ride it, the pedals were on the front wheel. It was basically a tricycle, but you're sitting down low. Oh, no, okay, we had one and of it was, those. It has, yeah. It's like red and yellow. had a yellow. steering wheel, red and yellow. Okay. And then it had like, it had that, that e-brake thing. Which stopped the, I think it was the rear right tire, so that um, you could like get going really fast. You're pedaling 
with the front wheel, like the, um, there's no drivetrain or anything. The pedals were attached directly to the front wheel, the big wheel, the big wheel. And, uh, and so it was kind of like an old, one of those old pet penny farthings. It was kind of like that type of propulsion mechanism. And then except you're in like a trike. So you're like sitting down like, you know, whatever. And then you're low. The, the main thing is your center of gravity is really low. Yeah. And then so you get going as fast as you can, cranking those front pedals. And then um, at a certain point, you decide now is the time. And you lift up really hard on that e-brake thing, which was basically just a friction lever. It just was like a stick, a plastic stick that had a hinge on it. And then when you pulled up on it, it would like force the stick against the turning of the rear right wheel, making Mm. it stop. Right. Yeah. And so that would cause a skid and it would cause a skid in one direction. I forget what it was. I think you would skid to the right. You would skid in the direction of the wheel that you just stopped. Okay. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. So the thing was, you'd just like get going super hella fast, pull the lever and then just spin to the right, baby. And that was the whole, that was it. That was all you needed. <laughs> that was the whole point of the game. <laughs> yeah, you to Tokyo Drift. You could Tokyo Drift. Yeah, except I guess, I don't know if anyone ever thought of continuing to pedal after doing that. I think that was the finishing move. Yeah, um, that's the mic just drop. Just to do a little... Yeah, I mean, because I think it spun you around like 180. That's fine. So you would be starting. You'd be starting from stopped at that point. I guess if you got really, if you were really, now that's true. If you were really good at it, you could probably do a half of a, you know, half of a Tokyo drift and then <laughs> continue pedaling. But yeah, I, none of our seven-year-old minds, six-year-old minds, were that um, advanced. I guess. Well, the Fast and the Furious movies weren't out yet, so you didn't know. Okay, audio cuts out here. For all you fucking beard sluts out there that can't get enough of Rob Love, here's Rob Love doing the dirty dirty on this limerick. There once was a young man named Durkin who wouldn't stop jerking his gherkin. His mother said, Durkin, stop jerking your gherkin. Your gherkins for firkin, not jerkin.